This is the Coma Girl Daily Podcast, written by Stephanie Bond. August 9th, Tuesday. I've been thinking a lot about my three ward mates lately, but not particularly good things. Like when you're relegated to a group you don't want to be in, such as the team of scrubs in PE. Yes, life is all about high school. But instead of bonding with the scrubs, you get mad at them for even being there, because if they weren't there, you wouldn't have to be lumped in with them. I'm angry at the other vegetables for being vegetables in the first place. At what point had they simply given up and submitted to the limbo? It makes me angry to think about them because they are ever-present reminders of what I might become. I eavesdrop on their checkups because I'm morbidly curious. Audrey Parks, who is in bed one, had apparently at one time been a good candidate for recovery after her water skiing accident. She had responded to verbal cues and had even vocalized a few times before sliding into a deeper coma. After two years, she now scores straight ones across the Glasgow Coma Scale for pain response, eye movement, and vocalization. Three is the lowest score possible on a scale of 15. In bed four, Jill Wheatley is about the same, with a four on the Glasgow scale, but with the added insult of a ventilator, which, can I say, is as noisy as hell. She's been here an astonishing four years, which I gather isn't normal. But there's some dispute about a possible do not resuscitate order violation and a legal challenge over who should serve as her medical guardian. So she's in legal purgatory. I get the general feeling everyone has forgotten about her. Poor thing. Because she hasn't had a single visitor since I became oriented. Dr. Tyson is trying to find her a bed in a nursing home. In bed two, Karen Sue is faring a little better, with no vocalization and no eye movement, but a clear response to pain that earned her a total score of seven. She's the one who fell off a ladder cleaning her gutters. Her ex-husband, Jonas, has been visiting her more regularly, although for only a few minutes here and there. Still, it's something and I dearly hope she can hear him. Today, however, Audrey Parks has a visitor, and I'm intrigued. Hello, sweet Audrey. It's Dad. His voice was deep and warm and kind, like a TV dad. I guessed him to be around 60, which meant either Audrey was a little older than I had assumed or her parents had had her later in life. I heard the kiss he gave her, probably on the cheek or forehead. I'm sorry it's been so long since I came to visit. Your mom has needed me, so I've had to get my hours in at the store in between. Ah, the man's wife is sick too? It's Alzheimer's, sweetie. Tess confirmed it this week. She's fretted so over the fact that she's not well enough to visit, is afraid you'd worry because we haven't been by. I promised her I'd stop by to tell you we'd think about you and pray for you every day. 
We love you, sweet Audrey. My heart is breaking for this man. How much can one family take? He kissed her goodbye, and I pictured him dabbing at his damp eyes with a handkerchief as he exited. And my heart is breaking for Audrey, too. Because what if she, like me, could hear him? I thought nothing could be as scary as knowing the hospital was on fire and not being able to move. But what if you knew a loved one was slipping away and you wouldn't even get to say goodbye? Hi, this is Stephanie Bond, author of the Coma Girl Daily Podcast. Do you have a favorite character in the Coma Girl story? Share your opinion with other Coma Girl fans in the Facebook group. The link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening.